Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Look at this stupendous trio that I found. I was just trying to really make Tommy see what it's like to watch yourself on tape delay television. It's a trip. Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Myself, Coulter Nuanas, Tommy Evans from The Trail, Rajim Seabrook, one of our great friends and favorite co-hosts uh, on this show, all coming to you from the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and happy to say so. Ton to get to today. Uh, of course, we're going to talk Final Four. Of course, we're going to talk NCAA Transfer Portal. Of course, we're going to talk about the Missoula community. Got a couple folks from the Parks and Rec Department coming in. Raj has got a great idea for some summertime hoops in the parks. So we're going to talk. Let's all, go. We're going to talk all about this great idea because I just think it's awesome, and I can't wait for it. And. Uh, then we're going to learn a little bit about the coaches in the Final Four as well. But we start today, first of all, we had to save Tommy. Tommy is the guy who fixes Yo, everything around here. That's exactly right. And, and he's I'll been take doing you nothing the but, air, too. <laughs> so watch it, man. He's been doing nothing but fix stuff around here today. And uh, in case you were wondering, it's not the funnest part of the job. In fact, it's probably the least fun part of the job. But he's so good at fixing stuff up. But that was sort of to compound what was a phenomenal night last night. So we were all at Tell Us Something at the Denison Theater. I only saw Tommy for one half a second as I was going back to the bathroom. And uh, Rajim, I didn't see at all, but he, Tommy told me he saw Rajim. Yeah. And so we all were there. And so we thought we'd start off by talking a little bit about this great event. If you've never been to one of these things, you got to go. You do. I you mean, really have to go. We have so much great music and entertainment in Missoula. But this is seriously like my favorite thing. It is so entertaining. Raj has been a bunch of times. I've been a couple times. Tommy, that was your first it was time. My, it was my first ever time. What did you think? Well, I mean, I had always thought, okay, this is, must be a really cool event. Everyone gets together, tells their story, and it's a very cool guided thing as well, which I didn't quite realize there's an actual audition and right. rehearsal process. Right. It's all from memory, and you got 10 minutes. So I thought, all right, you know, people have some beers, tell some funny stories. No, no. This is artistically curated, right? and it was beautifully done. And I, we talk, we're talking about this in the green room over there. I, it's like you said. I cried and laughed in equal amounts. Walked away from that thing with a different perspective on the people around me in a, in a really, really impactful way. It was so cool. It, it was so cool. As somebody, I mean, we perform for a living. Rajim comes by as much as he can. Tommy and I do this every day. But it's so cool to watch these people in front. I mean, this was how many people do you think were there? It was a sellout for sure. Yes. Several hundred. So uh, yeah, however yeah, many yeah. people the Denison Theater holds, I wouldn't be surprised if it was close to a thousand. But they, it was sold 
out. And so uh, I thought it was fascinating because the other two that I'd been to were outside. Mm-hmm. And being outside, uh, there's a little bit more freedom there, kind of. I don't know how, how to explain it, but getting up on a stage in a theater under a spotlight yeah. is a totally different level of pressure than even broadcasting to millions of people around the world like we are right now, right? Because everybody's looking at you. That's the part <laughs> that is so impressive is these people are just... You know, people from this community, everyday normal people, and they just get up there and they just kill it. I just think it's so impressive. Well, because people get to be their authentic selves. It's sure. easy to kill it when you're not trying to portray something that you're not. Yeah. It's easy to nail it on the head when it's your authentic story and yeah. your narrative. And just for the folks at home uh, who don't know about Tell Us Something, Tell Us Something duplicates we our all of our forefathers and, and four parents have engaged in. The beautiful art of having 100%. a narrative and, and, and sharing of the stories. Two things humans have been sharing since the dawn of time. Stories and meals. For sure. And and I like what Tommy said. Like, you walk away from a different... Uh, you walk away with a different uh, perspective due to authentic engagement. Yeah. And if we do that more as people... You debunk myths. You get rid of false uh, narratives. You get rid of misinformation, whether sure. it's coming from NBC, CNN, or BBC America. Like that's what it's about. Go and meet the people where the people are at, and have your own authentic engagements and and listen to people because it changes things. It makes you feel. It makes you think. And uh, and and that's that's real. You know, Kim Kardashian ain't hooking you up for sure. You don't get that same kind of love <laughs> right. out of out of TikTok and Facebook. Like that's one hundred percent right. People man. where people are at, and that's what we talk about all the time around here because sports is such a microcosm of what society can be. Like it's such a a sports Absolutely. a sports team, especially a, a sports team that gets along. It's such a great example how people can come from multiple backgrounds, multiple you know socioeconomic or racial or religious or whatever. And come together. And like you and I always talk about, Raj, so much of it is you're you're almost never going to hate a person that you know. Because if you get to know a person, it's almost impossible to hate all people because then you realize we're all just people. We're all having the same experience just from a different lens. And I think that's what you learn at these things. You have these people from all different walks of life. Mm-hmm. Every single person of the nine storytellers last night fit a different demographic, right? Oh, for whether, sure. Whether it was a white male or an older white female or, you know, it was people... A young 20-something, uh, right. a single parent, a divorce, totally. a widower. People, like, people that are black, Native American, white, all sorts of different things. Female, <laughs> professional, blue-collar, white-collar. <laughs> and we're all going through the same thing. So they all right. tell their stories. Last night's theme was my first time. And... There's a variety of ways. I mean, there was some stories that were sexual in nature. There was also, like, the guy who told the story about hitchhiking for the first time. It was awesome. It was awesome. I thought it was so cool. During the intermission, I saw one of the storytellers in that hadn't gone yet. I didn't realize she was a storyteller. I thought it was just a girl that was having a hard time, and it looked like she was trying to get her boyfriend to leave because she was like, uh, I, I thought she was mad at him because he was getting more beer. <laughs> we, we, we <laughs> I've could, been there. We could commiserate, right, certainly. Uh and then I realized, oh, my gosh, because then she went up on the stage like right after the intermission. I was like, oh, I get it. She was she was panicky because she was nervous. And then that's the other part I think is so fascinating is watching the individual performances themselves. Mm-hmm. Every single person was nervous for the first, I don't know, seven to ten seconds. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And then they click in and you can just see them feeding off the energy of the people in the room. It's almost like they're experiencing a high, and then everybody's just lucidly telling these unbelievable stories. That's funny, because I, I was there last night with coworkers and some acquaintances that I saw, and we talked about it today in several different circles. Um, I want to go back to what Fred Hampton famously said in one of his speeches many, many years ago. Fred Hampton, if you haven't seen the movie, it's phenomenal. Judas and the Black Messiah, all about Fred Hampton. Yeah. You hosted a deal down at the Roxy recently for this, right? Totally. And one of my favorite things he said in one of his speeches was like, I get high off the people. That's right. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't react to the stimulus of politics. I don't react to the stimulus of love or hate. I get high off what the people need, like what they need at their core. Yeah. And last night, that's exactly what happened. That nervousness was 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 averted because the vibe in the house was about kindness, was about 
about love, was about acceptance, was about, dude, that was the first time for everyone being in there learning about yeah. someone else's first time. So, like, totally. the no, universal yeah. first time was, we were all experiencing that together. Totally. For the first time. Right. And just the, the overlap and the intersectionality of what took place last night, like, we need more of that. For sure. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't care if it's in Missoula, Manhattan, Uzbekistan, like, who, totally. it, we need more of it. And it was, uh, it was good to know that I had shared energy with you two uh, brothers and, and, and others there last night. Um, what a good night. Good on you, Missoula. It, it was really, really fun. And it's definitely worth it. You should go check it out. And as different as all those stories were, and as different as, as everyone's backgrounds were, there's one common thread that I identify that I wonder if you guys noticed. There was a piece in every story, whether it was comedic or tragic or an element of self-discovery, there was a point in every story where it was like the person's going, oh, shoot. Right. What's going to happen now? What's yeah. going to happen now? And that is such now. like a shared right. thing. Like we all exert different levels of confidence in our careers and our lives. But we all maybe even by the hour go, oh, shoot, how am I going to get through this? Yeah. You know? Yeah. You it's know, true. And aside from the the, the the incredibly brilliant lawyer who went home to feed his cat, <laughs> um, everything else had connectivity to family, right, or to a younger self. Uh huh. So there were there were some shades. I mean, it just it makes you think about your own stuff, man. For sure. You know, it's again going back to things like TikTok. They don't, TikTok don't make me think about me. No, that's right. Like, it, that's like right. it was it was more of a uh, an introspective. For sure, self-centric type of night in a non-selfish way. I, I've been reading this well book. Put. I've been reading this book called The Biology of Belief, and it's all about how social interaction and social connection is what keeps our cells basically balanced. Yeah, and we and we're like going away from that because we want to. We think we're connecting to people all the time because we're looking at other humans do things on the screen all the time, but it's nothing like being in a room with other people and sharing a communal experience. So, like, oh, yeah. when we're talking about coping and how do we, uh, you know, process. Mental illness is such a huge talking huge. point right now. But everybody could make themselves feel better by being in a room filled with energy and love. And that's why I would encourage anybody and everybody to go to one of these. Because it's truly, it's awesome, man. I thought, I, I left like high as a kite because I was just feeling so good. And just oh, being yeah, so, good. So, so good. So renewed and like just my faith in humanity and humans and everything. So uh, thanks to the people that put this on. It's been going on for a while. Mark, Rachel, yeah. Liz. Uh, Jason For and sure. everyone else down at Tell Us Next something. time, we're, yeah. or eventually sometime, you gotta, we got to invite Mark on the show because I think he would be a phenomenal guest and it would be fun I to have. I text him. He'd probably call in if I texted <laughs> him right now. Well, let's go. So I was happy to host Mark on my show last nice. week. Yeah, it yeah. was a great conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was well, a really good Tell time. him he's invited on ESPN next time you see him. Coulter, uh, you were talking about the element of belief. Uh -huh. There's one thing I believe more than anything. You can put on a great radio show every day without me, so I'm going to get the <laughs> heck out of this studio. Tommy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You gotta love it. Thanks so much, Tommy. Tommy Evans from the trail. You can find him uh, a lot right now. He's doing afternoons. He's doing evenings. So uh, 103.3 Montana's Quality Rock. Go check him out on there. Thank you, Tommy. Very fun. Uh, Tommy's the official fifth Beatle. Let's go. Just to right? let everyone know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, with an even better voice than any of them, too. Uh, it is Nuanas now. You are listening to ESPN <laughs> Radio. And... Uh, you know, sometimes we like to go off the beaten path. There's just so much more to life than sports. Sports are awesome. We love sports, and sports bring us all together. That I think that the similar thread of like communal engagement and gathering is part of the things that we're that are the positive parts we like about sports, right? Uh, well, you know what? Next time, anyone like look at the uh, look at a crowd at a sporting event. Yeah, except for a couple of different sports, but the, sure, the big sure. ones, the big sure, ones. Right, you right, know, right, right. Uh, just look at the crowd for sure. It's beautiful. For sure. It's beautiful. For sure. You gotta love it. Like like Las Vegas Raiders games, or especially when they were in Oakland, just like Oh, so it, much fun. So many people that from such different Everyone uh, from backgrounds. from nine to ninety-nine yep. is there. Let's go. Rajiv Seabrook riding with me, uh Coulter Nuanas here on Nuanas Now. We are uh Getting caffeinated because it's a Friday. Florence Coffee <laughs> Company Friday. I'm drinking my Lotus. Raj has got his uh, triple shot Americano. Like back-to-back -back triple. So I'm <laughs> six shots in. What up? It's amazing because... Uh, Raj walked in and he didn't like the coffee that he had when he got here. So then he was so excited that I had another coffee for him. I wish I just would have got you the good Floco juice before, you know. But, I mean, you, you can handle it better than anybody. This guy's like a coffee-drinking machine. Uh, the news of the day. Kick it. Larry Kristoviak, all-time great Grizz. In fact, in our recent uh, podcast countdown, uh, he was our number one Grizz great. He... Uh, 
is the headliner of the second class for the Big Sky Conference Hall of Fame. So I, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but th- this has had a hard time getting off the ground for no other reason than the pandemic. They selected the very first class in 2019 in, a, in anticipation of having the first induction ceremony in 2020. Then that got canceled. Then we couldn't have it the next year either because we're still trying to get out of the pandemic. And then all of a sudden uh, they induct the class that was named in 2019 in 2022. So like it lost some momentum, but now we're going to have a class every year. So Larry Kristoviak, one of the great Grizz basketball players of all time, and also one of the great athletes from the state of Montana of all time. Period. Uh, is the, one of the headlining uh, inductees in this 15-person class. So we'll talk a, a lot about these. I'm going to try to get actually, I think it's going to be a fun summer series because I think we're going to probably have a, a good majority of these folks on the show. We're also going to try to write a little bit about some of them on SkylineSportsMT.com as well. But Kristoviak got me thinking because he's like unquestionably, at least at this moment, the, the GOAT in Montana basketball just in terms of his statistics. He's the only three-time MVP in Big Sky Conference history. I mean, he was drafted 28th overall out of the University of Montana and then went on to play 13 seasons in the NBA uh, I mean, he's the only player in Big Sky history with 2,000 points and 1,000 rebounds. I mean, his, the numbers are ridiculous. Absolutely. The only thing that was absent from his college resume was the NCAA tournament. They lost in the, the conference tournament championship game, I think, three times. Three times in a row. And uh, so he didn't get to go to the big dance. But I think he'd probably trade it because he played in the NBA playoffs perennially, basically, and then you know, ended up being an NBA head coach. But he got me thinking about just like the phenomenon that he was and if we'll see that again. Because he's a guy from tiny Montana, Shelby, Montana, goes to high school here in Missoula at Big Sky, and then goes on and plays 13 years in the NBA. Since Kristoviak, I was racking my brain, but there's only like, the only guy I can really think of that's been a true NBA player from Montana is Josh Hustis, who graduated from Great Falls CMR in the, in the late 2000s. He's same grade as my brother, I think, 2009. So one guy in 40 years and no guys in 14 Will we see this phenomenon again, or I guess what's the lacking, or is it just that rare across the board? It has nothing to do with the time uh, in the here and now. I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I don't know. I think the the closest that we may see is 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 Mr. Tinkle, who's playing professionally across. You know, across. I think he's been in the G League. Trace Tinkle's been in the G League a little bit, but then he's also been. Dabbling with overseas. I'm not exactly sure what Trey Stingle's specific yeah. status is right now. I think that would be the closest to what we could maybe yeah. think about yeah. going forward as as far as modern day yeah. is considered. Um, I'm not sure. I, I, I know what has happened is no one sticks around anywhere long enough to gain yeah. such traction, right? That's part of it. There's also an element like... Brock Osweiler was the best basketball player in the state of Montana by a long shot. Brock Osweiler oh, he was, was nice. Like Brock Osweiler was headed to Gonzaga. I mean, he was committed to Gonzaga yeah. when he was a freshman. Oh yeah, in high school. Oh yeah. But then he ends up getting big time offers for football and ends up going to Arizona State. Ends up playing quarterback. And I mean, you can say whatever you want about Brock Osweiler. He signed a seventy-two million dollar contract. So I mean, he did just fine with his athletic achievements. Regardless. Uh, who knows what would have happened if he would have pursued basketball? Maybe he's an NBA guy. I don't know. That's that's a huge jump for sure. Right, right. But uh, you also just have to wonder how many Montana guys just chose football instead of basketball. I think more the of them did choose because when yeah. you look at some of those um, dual sports athletes that that went on to you know to do great things in football, they would have done equally great things in possible basketball. Yeah, uh, track to some extent. So I don't know. I, I like I like the. Um, the top shelving of Larry Kristoviak in, in, in your realm, Coulter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think right now he gets to stay in his glass case. I just don't I just don't see it coming, and there's nothing coming up in the ranks, yeah. at least on the western side of the state, yeah. to, to predicate that. No, it's Dow ESPN Radio. Rajim Seabrook riding with us uh, here. Trace Tickle plays in the Le Mans uh, League, which is the top French league. He played in the Italian League last year, so that's that's high level for sure. Is this a Nuanez note right now? Uh, is this your this, brother this, hooking no, it up? This is Andrew hooking it up. Oh, what's up, Philly it. boy? Um, so Thank you, sir. that's where Tickle's at. Mm-hmm. Speaking of guys with Montana ties on the hoops, note a couple other pieces of news. First, I wanted to ask you about uh, uh, the latest Grizz to go pro, though, because there's been few and far between Grizz guys that go to the NBA, but there's been a pretty steady pipeline of guys that have gone and played internationally, whether it's Will Cherry or Kareem Jamar mm-hmm. or Michael Ogine, Ahmad oh, Rory. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of guys that have made money playing basketball. And now Josh Bannon, he's leaving early. He's uh, he's going to um, forego his senior season at Montana, and he's going to go play he's going uh, down under. In, uh, in Australia, where he's from. And, yeah, uh, going you know, home. 
the, the contract hasn't been uh, made official yet, but uh, my sources say that it's a very lucrative one and uh, pretty impossible for a young man like him to turn this down, especially because he's only a couple months away from graduation, too. So he's going to leave Montana with his degree. So um, wh- where are we at? What, what do you think of, of this, uh, both in terms of Josh Bannon, and, but also in terms of how this affects the Grizz? One good for him, like someone he's sure. he's done something. Uh, he's graduated too, right? He's graduated. Like, you can't, what does you can't he hate on the dude? Right? No, you can't. Like, and to tell you the truth, with COVID, like some of these guys being in school for nine years, sort of like I was, but I didn't have that excuse. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, you got like multiple master's degrees, and <laughs> it's just. Uh, Good for him. Like this is good. It's also a selling point now for, for Montana. Sure. Like, for sure. hey, we had another guy go, you know, pro in this league. It's a, it's a great selling point. Um, it, it, but as one leaves, it's it's a, it's a hydra with sports. One yeah. leaves and two pop up in 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 the place. So, um, good. Like Montana is going to have to scour someone to try to fill some big old shoes. And I say. Do your job. Let's go. But yeah. I'm happy for him. Really happy for him. Yeah, it's he's a he's a great dude. Yes. Uh, he's joined us a bunch on the show. Uh, we really enjoyed talking to him, getting to know him. Uh, he sat down with Andrew Houghton right before the Big Sky Tournament and, and gave Andrew a great big chunk of time. And and it's a great profile. Go check it out on SkylineSportsMT.com. Very great foreshadowing because Andrew basically wrote the story about how Bannon has turned himself into a pro, and then he goes pro. So uh, great job by Andrew. But go check that story out, SkylineSportsMT.com. Um, the thing is, you, you're right. Comings and goings are just a way of the world in college basketball. For real. You're never going to find – I should say never, but it's very unlikely you're going to find a guy like Josh Bannon. He's a one-of-one one at Montana, like a six foot ten guy who can play on the ball and yeah. can handle the ball. Yeah. yeah. But also, it's not as if he was this entire driving force to winning because – They've they've won a little bit more than they've lost when J- in Josh Bannon's three years, but it hasn't been any sort of big sky titles or anything like that. So, nope. although he is hard to replace, it's the program that needs to improve as a whole, regardless of True. who is returning and who isn't. So. True, the program needs to make a big jump here yeah. in the next year. Totally. A couple other notes on Montana Hoopers: Dougie Peoples, the Gatorade Player of the Year out of Butte Central. Uh, the dude's a walking bucket. He is uh, he's slight. And he uh, is looks very young, and he just absolutely shoots the lights out. And he Kills does, it, and he does it in the biggest games. I mean, dude dropped forty four in the divisional championship mm, game. Mm, mm. Uh, dude had thirty nine in the state championship game last year, including the walk off buzzer beater, leave the hand hanging in the air to beat Lewistown last year for the Class A state title. That's pretty amazing. But there was a lot of speculation because Montana Tech. Uh, Per its level, is one of the great basketball teams in the state of Montana right now. Truth. The Cats have gone to the NCAA tournament twice. Well, Tech's gone to the NAIA national tournament a couple times in a row, including making a run to the Elite Eight. So there's a lot of speculation that maybe Dougie Peoples might stay home and play for his hometown or diggers. Not so fast. Uh-uh. Peoples is headed to Caldwell, Idaho. He's going to play for the College of Idaho. For those that say, who, what? The College of Idaho actually just won the NAIA National Championship. They went, Thank you. They went 36-1, so this dude is going to join a, a winning program. That's that, called a squad, culture. That, that, <laughs> that news came yesterday. Then today, and by the way, there's already two young men from Montana on that College of Idaho squad. Drew Wyman uh, from Great Falls High. He was the Gatorade Player of the Year a couple of years ago. And then uh, a young man from Broadus. His name's escaping me, but I, I'll, I'll fill in the blank there. Uh, so Dougie Peoples makes it three, and then today, local boy Alex Germer makes it four. Germer had a hard time breaking in the rotation at Montana State. More than anything, he's just buried behind really, really good players. Uh, but he was a, a outstanding player at Missoula Sentinel. Absolutely, and uh, it makes me happy because sometimes I think that. Uh, the D1 or bust mentality is is uh, sort of exhausting, and sometimes it, it, it robs opportunities from kids. But yes. these, these kids, I personally think of a guy like Dougie Peoples walked on at a Division One school and then physically matured and kept getting better. He might have a chance to play someday down the road, mm-hmm. but I also think it's very cool that he's going to go to a level where he's going to have a chance to play and play well and play a lot and play early and immediately and and win. And that, so yeah. I think it's cool that these guys are kind of rallying up. I don't know what I think of. The Frontier Conference schools getting beat by College of Idaho for the Montana kids, but either way, good for good for the Yotes. I mean, that's that's pretty sweet to have a national championship and then add two really good players like this. Yeah, it also just gives it shines light that I like what you said. It's D, the mentality of D one or bus. It's so polarizing. It's for sure, either or. Yeah. Uh, 
hey, if someone wants to have you come shoot a ball, hit a puck, hit a ball over a net, and it's D3, NAIA, D2, sure. go for it, man. Because at the end of the day, uh, regardless of the sport that you're playing, you know what that person across the desk wants? That degree. So just go to school, do what you're going to do, play your game within the game, and prosper the whole way. Anders says that College of Idaho, uh, that Dougie Peoples will play a lot there. Why, why do you think? Is it just because they spread it out so much? Yeah, the College of Idaho, they do weird stuff with their rotations. They, they like, hockey sub in and out. Their leading, okay. leading scorer on the national champions was only at 12.9 points for them. But it, they had it was five Wyman, guys. right? It was, it was Wyman really, was second. Oh, second, okay. Uh, but they had five guys in double figures and another guy at nine points. So that's your five plus the sixth man yeah. all scoring a ton. And they've got, like, nine guys who play 20 minutes a game. That's, wow. that's platooning dudes right that's there. Exactly that's exactly right. That's and platooning. That's, that's great. <laughs> What that's what's been problem. so big for them. For sure. Uh, so it's a really competitive division. I, I don't think it's a coincidence that Montana gets under-recruited. There's a lot of kids that don't get Division One shots in Montana. I know. Sad. And then the Division One basketball, or excuse me, the non-Division One basketball programs in the state, and then I guess College of Idaho is in the Frontier Conference. So they're close so enough. It's close. It's in, like in, a cousin. In, in the region. Yes, sir. That they're so good, right? I mean, the Carroll women are amazing. The Carroll men oh, are, are competitive. Sick. The Montana Western women are great good. with a whole bunch of of Montana girls. And so I like don't think girl, it's, Kiki. I don't think it's a coincidence that yeah. uh, it, it sort of trickles downhill. Speaking of the way the dominoes fall, the last piece of news to get to today. You said dominoes made me think about pizza. I'm hungry. <laughs> You're always hungry, bro. We. Uh, we have talked about a variety of transfers, and there's been a bunch of splashy moves this week already. Josh Bannon was first, leaving Montana. Darian White, the all-time great point guard there at Montana State, she also into the portal. And then today, the one that was actually the biggest bombshell to me, Steel <laughs> Venters, the MVP of the Big Sky Conference, on his way out the door. For all the people out there that complain and, and whine about the transfer portal, Eastern Washington has the biggest gripe of any school because they've lost now two Big Sky Conference MVPs to the portal. Again, you can't blame these guys. Tanner Groves graduated and then transferred to Oklahoma, and Steel Venters has graduated, and he's going to grad transfer with two years of eligibility remaining. But uh, talk about a farm system for uh, bigger and better. Eastern Washington, they're developing them really well and then losing them. You know, it, it, it's it's feast or famine, good or bad, and everything in between. Um, again, what a great selling point. You know what I mean? Like, there's just there's no other way to to use that. Like. We live in a world where you got to capitalize off of something, right? Yeah. So why not capitalize off of yeah. that? We graduate kids, and then they still get to go on and play da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Um, and sometimes that comes back to you financially when you're able to do that, too. You know, people like to come back after a little bit and be like, thanks for getting me to where I was. Here, let me cut this check for those boosters. <laughs> the other College of Idaho uh, player that's from Montana Caden Handrin, he's actually from Scobie. I think I said Broadus, but no, uh, from Scobie. Caden Handrin. Uh, also, I know I got we got some some fine listeners up there uh, in Plentywood. So Dwayne, who's been uh, sending me messages, thanks to him for keeping us up to date on the College of Idaho stuff, and that's been super cool. Thanks, and, Big uh, D. Yep, and uh, we love the the loyal listenership from all around uh, the state of Montana. Buddy, you have a national show, and stop relegating. <laughs> like you got people around this. Let's go, let's go, baby. We got anybody in New York listening? I got a, I got a brother. Let's go, my boy Jody Steinglass. What's up? The good doctor is in the house. Yeah, you got people over in the seven one eight two one two and the nine one seven. I love it. Ton of other stuff I want to talk to Rajim about, including some athletes from yesteryear that might have translated better in the modern era. I also want to talk a little bit about Lamar Jackson, but first, we got to let you know about a little community happenings. We will talk about the brainchild of this guy. A little summertime hoops with the folks from Missoula Parks and Rec. That's next. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. 
mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. One, two, three. What is now on ESPN Radio. This guy is just impressing me all the time. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to What Is Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Coulter Nuanas, Rajim Seabrook, riding with you. Hope you're having a great Friday. We're also now joined in studio by Anna Bruning. She, uh, from Maine, that's fun. Haven't met anybody from Maine in a while, but uh, also she is the adult sports uh, coordinator for Missoula Parks and Rec. By the way, I'm saying I was impressed by Regime because he always curates the playlists for us when he comes in. And he's telling me your stepdad sound engineered the whole he got the game score. score? Yeah, wow. he actually engineered the score of Spike Lee's first Holy five cow. or six movies. I forget. Spike Lee is such a legend, dude. I, yeah, love I, him or hate him, like he's brilliant. Yeah, how could you not appreciate it though? Like the movies are epic. Like he got games one of my favorite movies ever. Oh, it's it, it, Jesus Shuttleworth. I mean, it's too good, dude. That's what made me fall in love with Ray Allen. Like For I was sure. the biggest Ray Allen fan, dude. Until I like went to the set and watched him, I was like, dude, Ray Allen's nice. Imagine if Kobe Bryant would have taken that role. How much differently it would have colored our opinions of of both of those guys, right? Ray Allen wouldn't have been Ray Allen without that role. I don't, yeah. I, I'm i going to nod my head and say, heck yes, I agree. <laughs> we're with coming that. back we're to coming this. Back to we that. have what a fun opinion. guest. I don't know why we always go on these tangents. Uh, Squirrel! So here's here's what's going on. We have been talking about community a lot lately. And, uh, and basketball. And basketball. So yes, let's sir. bring them together. So I don't even know which one of you guys wants to start with this, but this is a, a, a new endeavor. There's going to be some summertime hoops down at the park. So just tell us about this, Anna. Yeah, so this is our first outdoor 3v3 league that we've ever run or event, as far as I know. We just started indoor 3v3 this year, so we're expanding to do outdoor. Um, and then we're also bringing in some teens and trying to mix up the ages. We have quite a few adult sports in Missoula, but not so many offerings outside of uh, either high school or super sure. competitive basketball. Right. So just bringing in this recreational opportunity. And we'll have two different levels of leagues. We have A, which is advanced. So if you're really competitive, you think you're really good, sign up for that one. And then if you're just out there looking to play a little more casually, don't want to be too competitive, we have the B League for those people as well. So what's team? what levels our team going to be in? Oh, you want to you lace them up, Let's son? go. We, gotta, we have to have a squad. I don't know, man. I'm hoping to host and facilitate. <laughs> Rajiv just wants to DJ. I just you know grill some burgers and you know get some brats out. Um, I don't know. I, I think I am going to play. Um, That's good. Uh, and just to kind of give some historical context, uh, so Parks and Rec is always you know producing and developing leagues. But I sat down with both Ann and, and Meg months ago and wanting to kind of pitch an idea to them as well because, uh, as many know, I've been here. 25 years, so most of my adult life, actually half of my life now when I think about it, uh, but I grew up in New York City, the mecca for basketball, and um, we had summer series, and we did them at night, uh, especially because during the day, much like Missoula, it's too darn hot. Like, right, totally. you step onto the court and your sneakers are melting. Yeah. Uh, but what I also saw during COVID and even a little bit before that, like, the privatization of sports is so ridiculous yeah, in this country. Yeah. You go by parks that we all pay taxes to, and guess what people aren't doing? They're not using basketball courts. Right. I see softball. I see flag football. I've seen an increase of sand volleyball, which is right. awesome. But I'm looking around, and I, I don't hear the rhythmic boom baps of basketballs. Right. So why not bring it back? Bring it, uh, make it on a Wednesday. Make it a Wednesday night. Most people are in town, yeah. And do it for you know the short duration of, of a six week uh, 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 birth, and uh, but also like Anna said and Meg chimed in on like let's mix it up and 
have an aunt play with a niece, a grandpa play with a with a grandson, and 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 just do something a bit unconventional within the conventional game of basketball. But also get our people back out to the parks. Like put your phones down, shoot your tablets, totally. throw the computers out the window. Like come out, going back to tell us something. Right. Like even if you're not playing, come out and watch. Come hang out. Right. Interact. Stretch watch. yourself a little bit. Yeah. Watch. Like yeah. meet someone new. Do something. Like I know we live in one of the most beautiful, diverse communities. Like let's go, people. Let's start talking to each other and you know come and get crossed up by my man Colton. <laughs> hey, so I don't I don't dribble, bro. That's my that's my rule. I I, I just pass and shoot. Let's go. Mostly shoot. <laughs> no Z. Mostly pass, dude. I'm I'm your glue guy. I'm I'm not scoring anything besides yeah. just wide open threes. I'm I'm just swinging the ball. Anna Burning in studio with us. She's the adult sports coordinator at uh, Missoula Parks and Rec. So do we know when this is getting underway? Anna, when are we starting this three-on-three league? Yes, the first night is June 21st. That's a Wednesday. Okay. And then the sign-up deadline is about a week before that. Okay, very good. And how do people learn more? How do they sign up? What's the best way to sort of get a team into this? Um, well, if they know enough people to make a team, they can just go ahead and sign themselves up, and then I'll help them get their roster together. If they don't know enough people, they can just sign up as a free agent on IamLeagues.com. Um, and then they can start reaching out, especially with 3v3. You don't need a lot of people for totally. that team. So if you have two other free agents on there, you can just reach out to each other and make a team. I can't wait to see some of these teams, man. For, for people that are new around here, I know there's a lot of people that are new to Montana or relatively new to Montana. There's an enormous, first of all, for, for somewhere along the lines, there's this tipping point where Montana started getting spun as a, a football state. Well, Montana's a basketball state because there's so many tiny towns where the only thing to do is play, play basketball, hoops. right? There's also so many people that grow up in Montana, they get to play varsity hoops because there's like 175 high schools in this state. There's only 16 of them that are double A. All the rest of them are class C, where there's only like 14 kids in the whole school, so eight of them have to play <laughs> on the basketball. But, but for real, so then you get to play way longer, and so then when you get to college level, there's so many dudes that can hoop, so many people, not just guys, boys and girls, uh, that can hoop. But the other thing that that's contributed to is this unbelievable three-on-three culture. Like It's huge here. The three-on-three the tournaments are awesome, and like there's some teams that have played in these three-on-threes, like the Desert Horse team with, with Dude, Jared I'm Campbell. Dude, you just gave me PTSD. <laughs> like, do you know how many championship games I lost to those? Him and Buzzy and those fools. Do you know how many championship games everybody's lost to those guys? Like, those guys I'm not that. I'm worried about me, man. I, yeah, I got <laughs> crossed got, up, those JR. Guys got Thank you. Hundreds of, uh, of championships for absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Hey, I just want to, I want Anna, and it, not that I don't know, but, you know, I'm here and going to be here after Annalise. Tell 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 the people about the format of our program. Where is it at? How's it going to run? Like we got eight games going on at one time. Like it's 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 a circus, oh, but yeah. it's organized confusion at the same time. Talk to us about that. Absolutely. So we'll be over at the Playfair Park uh, basketball courts. Um, so we'll have a half court going for each one. So we'll do three v three. The games are either 15 minutes or to 21 points, whichever comes first. Nice. And then you have just a five minute turnaround before potentially your next game, and we'll have games going pretty much all night. All night, folks. So. You're going to get a minimum of two games a night for six weeks in a row. There will be a champion crown, hopefully, at the end of it for each bracket. I'm not sure. I could be talking out the side of my face, as well as being overly amplified. <laughs> Thanks, Floco. But uh, it's a great time. It's unconventional. It's a use of a park. It's a great way to culturally engage. Hit Anna on the open baseline pass. The main monster's coming for you, folks. <laughs> Gotta love it. Anything else you want to tell the people about? Um, I don't think so. I'm just really excited. Again, this is our first year. Yeah. Um, and if anyone's nervous or doesn't think that they're good enough to play, you know, reach out to me. I'd love to talk to you. You're absolutely welcome. We want to involve as many people as possible, and we just want people to have fun out there. Yeah, good. Well, this will be really fun. Very much looking forward to it. Uh, go check about uh, Parks and Rec online. Is it, the website is pretty simple. MissoulaParks.org. Easy. MissoulaParks.org. You can go find out all about uh, this upcoming summer three-on-three league using our parks to the best of uh, yes. their use. Super cool. Uh, Anna Burning from the uh, Missoula Parks and Rec. She's the adult sports coordinator here uh, in studio with us on Nuanas Now. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, well... well, well. She'll be back. She'll be back. She'll we'll, be back. We'll remind you, you got a couple months to figure it out to get your squad. And again, if you don't have a squad, that's cool too. We're going to learn uh, some history and also talk a little bit about Lamar Jackson. That's next. Keep it right here. Nuan is now ESPN Radio.
Television. So hot. Love it. How do you not love the Beastie Boys? Oh, I mean, you, you can't not. It's 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 just so original, so unique. Hip Hop Fridays by Rajib Seabrook here uh, on Nuanas Now. I've been actually having anxiety because this project has been so fun. I love our 100 Greatest Sports Heroes. We've gone through this entire book uh, circa 1954, and it's just such a fun exercise in analyzing how legends either grow or maintain or fade or, in some cases, completely go away. I, I would say probably about 40% of this book, the athletes I absolutely knew about still. I knew about the legends of like Babe Ruth and, and Jim Thorpe and um, Ted Williams and a lot of the baseball guys still remain, partly because baseball, so much, of, so much of it is about the numbers, and so you can compare and contrast eras via the numbers. Then I'd say probably another... 30% of the book, uh, I knew slightly of or sort of and learned more about. And then I would say probably about 20%, maybe even 25 of these characters I knew nothing about, including mm-hmm. our latest. So we're only, we only have three left. We're going to do two right now, starting with Gar Wood. Of all the motorboat drivers in history, Gar Wood is foremost. In his racing days, he was practically unbeatable. Some of the records he set stood for over a quarter century, notably his 70 miles per hour in the Gold Cup competition in 1920 and then the 1932 Harmsworth Trophy mark where he uh, drove his famous Miss America X at an incredible speed of 124.8 miles per hour. This goes on to say, these are like wooden motorboats. From We're talking in like the teens and 20s. So this is very rudimentary very level. He, this goes on to say... Sketchy stuff. This goes on to say he spent $7 million to build a boat that then became renowned as the greatest boat ever built for this uh, pursuit. So uh, this is unbelievable. This is one of those ones where I hadn't heard of this guy. So much of it is just because, like that sort of that sport has just kind of faded from the American lexicon. Well, he's he. The weird thing about Gar is that he invented his own line of boats too. Interesting. The other thing. So you knew about this guy? Well, because part of it is that he had he had some setups in New York. Like there's uh, like, there's okay. like Gar boats actually. Sure, like, sure, Gar sure. Boat, like yeah, yeah. named after him. And the other cool thing that a lot of people don't know about him is this man was also brilliant. Beside being a boat yeah. and you know athlete in his own right, a boat racer and athlete in his own right, he was also an inventor. Like, he invented the hydraulic for what we now call the dump truck or the garbage truck. Like, those big hydraulics, like, he invented that. And he also invented something called the lightning coil, which was a mimic of the lightning rod that he literally would go around to sell to farmers to 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 to, to help, you know, not let yeah. crops or houses burn out there in the middle of Kansas wheat fields. Um, so he, and I think early, late, I forget, at one time, he held the most patents Mm. For one individual person wow. in America. Unbelievable. Yeah. See, history lessons accentuated by Professor Raj. Love what it. up? Uh, Nuada's now, ESPN Radio. The, here's Read a book. Here's one that uh, everybody's heard of because we're reminded of it all the time. But you might not know anything about this guy. The second to last athlete here and our greatest sports heroes is Cy Young. Who? Cy Young. Who, I don't know. I never heard that who name the, before. Uh, the pitching <laughs> award to this day, is still named after. Cy Young has, I, I think, of all of the the numbers in baseball, I, I really don't know if, if anybody has more unbreakable records than Cy Young. Cy Young pitched for 22 years. He pitched in 906 games and won 511 games. 511 wins. He struck out 2,819 batters and won between 20 and 36 games annually for 14 straight years. 36 wins in a a year, but at least 20. If somebody wins 20 games a couple times in their careers now, we're talking about him as a Hall of Famer, 20 to 36 games for 14 years in a row. He threw three no-hitters, one in the National League and two in the American League, becoming the first guy to ever uh, get a no-hitter in each league. Uh, He threw a perfect game in 1904. In that same year, he pitched 23 consecutive hitless innings. That's like throwing almost three no-hitters in a row. What? (laughs) And it just goes on and on and on and on. I mean, it's obviously a completely different era. 
Cy Young rarely, if ever, came out of games. He threw complete games pretty much all the time, even when he would lose. But it's still just unbelievably staggering. I mean, like, the the the, the gold standard, the, the elusive mark for pitchers is 300 wins. This guy has 500 wins. And and the seasons weren't that long. Totally. Like let's let's like as you're saying that, like my brain is imploding onto itself. That many wins and seasons that weren't maybe half as long as they are now. Yeah. So I mean, you were pitching three to four nights a week for sure, every week. So kudos to him, man. What I would love to see what his rotator cuff looked like. Totally. Uh, He was the first. True, quote unquote, big time uh, salary in Major League Baseball. He, he was earning twenty thousand dollars a year at his at his peak. So, uh, just amazing the way that the world's changed. We have one person left in this book. I'm going to have to find something similar to this and do a, a similar experiment because this is. I just looked it up to see if there was like a volume two. <laughs> right, that was totally. It. Oh dang! Well, I'm going to find something similar so we can have this. But our final athlete is email. Zatopek, the incredible check. We'll do that sometime next week. Maybe next time R- Rajim comes in. We're clo- See you in a week. We're closing in on the end of uh, our number one. But I, <laughs> I prompted you with a, a, a fun topic. Yes, you because did. Because it was, it was Randall Cunningham's 60th birthday earlier this Which week. Which makes me feel old, even to- though totally. he's so much older than I am. Oh, right. Totally. Wow. I mean, it makes me feel old, too, because, like, Randall Cunningham was, like, my favorite Vikings quarterback when I was a little, little kid. Like, when I was, like, 10 years old, I'm, like, loving Randall Cunningham. Well, see, that's there's our almost 10-year gap because the only thing I remember, I mean, I remember him, you know, in Minnesota, but I remember him killing my Giants for years, wearing that number 12 and that Kelly Green for the old Eagles back in the day, being Mike Vick before Mike Vick was Mike Vick. <laughs> so I prompted you with athletes that would be great uh, athletes from yesteryear that w- would maybe even be greater now. Because Randall Cunningham came to mind. Randall Cunningham was awesome for the Eagles and the Vikings. But also, in today's day and age, he, he might have been even better, especially in his, his early years when he was so athletic. Because the quarterbacks, they were scrambling around and stuff, but there wasn't nearly the sophistication no. in the quarterback run no. game. No, And he'd be used at such a high level. One of the guys you wrote down for baseball, though, was Cy Young. That's I interesting. Know you can, I'd say, we can start with baseball. So, I took um, I took the big three sports basketball, football, sure. and baseball, and I took five athletes uh, and put them in no particular order. Then I did you know just a overall athletic list. So in baseball, I would love to see Ken Griffey in today's game. I would love to see Pete Rose in today's game. Yep. I would love to see uh, Roger Clemens and Cy Young pitch in today's game. Yeah, and then any of the athletes from the Negro Leagues from back in the day. Yep, yep. Um, I would love to see in modern day. As far as football, I would love to see Joe Montana play in today's mm, game. That's I would love one. to see Lawrence Taylor play in today's <laughs> game. I would oh, love funny. to see Deacon Jones play in today's game. Really good. Uh, Reggie White, and then I rounded that out with Barry Sanders. All this zone wow. scheme. Could yeah, you imagine yeah. if Barry had a good zone scheme offensive line? Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Right. Basketball, I would love to see Magic Johnson play in today's game. Ooh, good Woo! one. I would love to see Michael Jordan play in today's game. Wilt Chamberlain play. Like, if you see what Giannis is doing. Imagine what Wilt would be doing. Pistol Pete Maravich in today's game. And then Larry Legend. I would love to see old Trey Trey uh, from the Celtics play in today's game. And then uh, five other just athletes I would love to see in the modern aspect, especially with diets and nutritions and all the things that come with it. Um, I would love to see Jackie Joyner Kersey. I would love to see Flojo. I would love to see Carl Lewis. Mm. Sugar Ray Leonard or Sugar Ray Robinson. Both good, yeah. And then I ended it with Mike Tyson. Wow. Great list. Love it. All those are so, so, so good. I thought first and foremost of baseball, guys, the the expansion of the bases now is is to encourage stealing more. But I was thinking about the great base stealers. The first two names. What are they? Hold on, hold on. I'm going to write them down. Don't, don't, don't Uh, tell. Okay, okay. Don't say it. One always refers to himself in the third person. (laughs) See, I, I got three names for you. But Ricky Henderson is the guy you're referring to right now. Number one. Ricky Henderson, for sure. Lou Brock Brock. was the the second one. And uh, Maury Wills from the Dodgers was a third one. Maury Wills was, uh, he he actually is memorialized a little bit because 
if you remember, in The Sandlot, the movie The Sandlot, which is such an iconic baseball movie. So love that movie. They are they love the Dodgers, right? Because they're living Absolutely. in L.A. in the yeah. 60s. And that was when Maury Wills was trying to break the all-time stolen, stolen bases record, record, which then since then has been completely Shattered. obliterated because Ricky Henderson was just unbelievable. Like, Ricky Henderson, I was reading statistics, but there was a year where he stole third base like 40-something times. It's like, there's not even guys getting 40 steals in a season anymore. This dude's swiping third. Not second, third. Unbelievable. But I, I just thought all those base stealers now with the expansion of the bases, but also, like you're saying, modern-day speed training and stuff, like as fast as Lou Brock and Maury Wills were, they're going to be even faster, faster. Uh, with modern-day training. The other guy I've been infatuated with, did I send you this new podcast, the Blackballed Podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. you yeah. got to check this out. I will. It's it's like buried on a list. No, totally. I, I, I get it. But I'll, and I'll remind you, because I'm in the same way. I got my whole list. But you'll love it. It's all about... So the NFL actually never had a desegregation period. When the NFL started, there was black players in the NFL right away. Yes. Then it became segregated during the Depression because there was all this controversy over paying African Americans to play football. So then it became like whitewashed, basically. So those guys that were like the pioneering guys, they kind of get forgotten about. And then there was the next group that desegregated the NFL Mm -hmm. for the second time. That's what this podcast is all about and sort of like remembering those guys. But they talk a lot about Jackie Robinson in this because Jackie Robinson was waffling between being maybe one of those guys that desegregated the NFL. Instead, he desegregated Major League Baseball. But I I thought about him, too, because if Jackie Robinson just grew up in this era, who knows what he would have played, right? Maybe he just gravitates towards football more because of whatever, the the fame and glory or the money or whatever it might be. But uh, those are the guys I thought of right away. The other guys that I immediately popped to mind were the guys that are so legendary for their outside shooting that played in the NBA before the three-point line. Pistol Pete is a really good Pistol example Pete, of that. Man. The guy who's hanging on the wall right here, Rick Barry, Ooh, is a great example of pretty that. Pretty good. Jerry Lucas from the New York Knicks, another great example of that. That's a good one. And Jerry West is the the fourth one. Oh, I like that, Jerry that I West. Because those, those guys were all shooting, you know, like the 23-foot jump shot when it was only worth two. Yeah. You know, and how good could they have been if they had the three-point line to help them with their spacing and stuff like that? And the amount of fouls that they actually used to get. They, right. Guys, I mean, defense was so different back then. Yeah, could yeah. you imagine those guys getting free shots now? Right, totally. Sure, right. 100%. Nuwana's now ESPN Radio. Fun exercise. We'll keep coming up with more because that's one that is uh, that's ever evergreen. We can keep on going. We'll think of more guys for sure. Uh, LT was another great one, man. Like and Deacon Jones is another great one too. Those those guys in the modern NFL with way more pass dropbacks, yeah, would have a chance to be even more prolific. Well, you you got to give the guy Deacon Jones credit for he he's the one who coined it fa- uh, the phrase the sack. sack. Totally, that's what gave us that modern day uh, totally uh, jargon. We are in the final day of March. We're only a couple days away from wrapping up our ESPN Bracket Challenge. Thanks to all of our great support and sponsors of that, including our great friends at Uptop Clothing. Uptop Clothing providing more than $500 worth of merchandise for a variety of winners. We're going to actually spread the love from Uptop out. For, I think four different people are going to get uh, gift cards from Uptop to use as you please. But here for the next week or so, they still have uh, a discount going there at teamuptop.com as well. Enter ESPN5 at checkout. You're going to get $5 off all your purchases. Visit teamuptop.com and uh, get all your gear, whether it's Grizz, Cats, Montana Tech, Montana Western. They got it for you. Teamuptop.com, Uptop Clothing, inviting you to take a step back and enjoy the moment. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you. Carol and the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports is going to provide some laughs. <laughs> I still want to get to Lamar Jackson. And we also have some thoughts and education about the coaches in the Final Four. They're all interesting, but there's a couple Montana ties, even though you'd think, how is there Montana ties at Florida Atlantic? There is. We'll tell you all about it next. Keep it right here. You want us now? ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 